welcome to Sack King's Therapy solo episode today because uh, Fong is on vacation. So, unfortunately, uh, for people that have listened to this um, podcast for a long time, uh, you're stuck with me again, unfortunately. Uh, or maybe fortunately, if you do like listening to me. But, um, yeah, so I'm here to talk about the Celtics game that just happened on March 19th, 2021. Um, good Good win uh, for the Kings. So Kings win 107-96. Um, my first note, great win for the Kings. You know, they who actually were able to make plays to pull away to win the game. That has not ever been said for a while, hasn't it? Because, you know, most Kings games, like, it gets unnecessarily close towards the end. But, you know, Kings were able to hold tough for the most part. Um, you know, we basically dominated for, you know, two quarters. Uh, the first quarter, it was pretty even second quarter. We pulled away, but third quarter, we, uh, we, we kind of blew, blew the lead. We never lost the lead in the third quarter, but like they were able to turn, I think a 13 point lead into, I think a one point lead going into the fourth. And there were moments in the fourth where, like, it looked like the Kings were going to, you know, lose that lead and lose the game. But uh, a very important stretch, uh, only up two with 2.45 to go in the fourth. Kings were able to get some defensive stops, particularly with Rashawn Holmes, who got two blocks, which basically led to two buckets. One from Buddy and the other one uh, from Fox, who gets an and one. And the two-point lead ballooned to a 10-point lead in just a flash, basically. I don't remember who got the other bucket, but that's basically how things went. And it was just nice to be able to see the Kings, you know, just take over like that, you know. Because, again, it I've seen it way too often. It's just the Kings just make it unnecessarily close for no reason. And it even looked like that for a moment. I think Kemba hit a three. No, he got an and one. Uh, right after the box bucket, and I thought uh, I thought the route was going to happen, but it didn't. We just kept making shots, and Celtics just didn't. Something uh, something's wrong with the Celtics. I, I don't know what it is. It's just they look discombobulated. Something like is just wrong with the team, and I haven't watched the team enough to know what's going on. Like, I mean, you got to trace it back to probably uh, Gordon Hayward. Like, you know, losing Gordon Hayward, that glue guy, that basically another playmaker there, you know, a solid defender and just, you know, another score um, losing that guy. They've just not been able to replace him. And yeah, this is unfortunately what it is. It's still a very talented team by any by all means, but they don't look it right now. They are just, you know, free falling, although I think they did beat the Jazz a few weeks ago or a few games ago. So. Maybe it's something I don't have to worry about or Celtics fans have to worry about, but this is not a good look for the Celtics. And it looked like, you know, Celtics Twitter was on fire. Uh, King, Some of King's Twitter even mentioned what would be happening. <laughs> like, imagine if fans uh, were in the game. Like, they'd be booing. They'd probably be tr- chanting trade exception or, like, we want Barnes. Although, looking at this game, they might say, we want Rashawn. Because, boy, Rashawn was nice this game. Um. Okay, well, let's um, talk about some of the negatives. Uh, the negatives, oh my god, Hassan Whiteside is back, and you knew, you felt he was back. We're running post-ups for him again for some reason. Like, he's not a good post player. I don't know why they keep throwing it to him down there. As soon as he checked in, uh, I think it was an offensive foul 
And then on the other end, it was just a layup on him, or I think it was a jump shot over him because he wouldn't step out. Just cannot like help himself, but just do Hassan things. And like again, they ran post ups for him. Like there was a early stretch in the fourth where I'm where they're posting up again, and he shoots an air ball hook. It was just embarrassing. Granted, he is just back from the injury, but like this is what he does. It's why do we keep throwing him throwing him in the post? I don't get it. Um, the, the other team is, oh, or the other negative is that, um, basically the Kings just always let the other team get back in the game. Like, again, we had a 13 point lead. Celtics looked like they were dead in the water, had no life. That was the chance to, you know, as I always say, go for the kill. K- Kings just didn't, they weren't even playing bad. They just couldn't make easy shots. And this is kind of the theme with the Kings. They just can't help themselves and just let the other team back in the game. And yeah, I think they tied it in the third. And yeah, it's just, I, I, they got to figure out some way to change that. A part of, I would like Luke to try out like, you know, in the second half of the third, like maybe put in like, you know, some of the bench unit. I mean, they did put in Justin James and Justin James was good this game. Even though I think he was a minus four, I believe, but like he, I, he was good. You know, he made plays out there. Like he's, it's just a different type of energy when the bench players come in. So I want, so what I want to see is, you know, Daquan Jeffries, uh, Cow Guy, and just those guys come in and just makes, you know, just move the ball and just because th- they know they're not talented enough to create their own shots. So they have to rely on each other to do it. And like Justin James, like this game, like he was passing up the ball and cutting after passing the ball and guess what it led to it led to a Rashawn uh, put back foul I believe Rashawn and one I believe so like it's just a different energy that that third bench unit whatever you want to call them it's a different energy when they play and so I just want to like have more opportunities for that to happen and you know not gas out like you know De'Aaron and Know, with the starters like you know this game Barnes played 39 minutes Rashad only played 32 which is actually pretty surprising um Fox played 37 and Buddy Hill played 38 and Tyrese played 34 like again I don't like the idea of running the starters into the ground like this and we have a back-to-back against the mighty Sixers <laughs> tomorrow so like you might you know just might want to turn to that bench and see what you got because like again the Kings don't go for the kill. I think partially believe, or I partially believe it's because like it's, they just kind of get gas out a little bit, you know, towards the end of quarters. And like, you know, everyone just kind of waits for De'Aaron to do something. And if you rely on De'Aaron to do it too much, like he's going to gas out. So I like to see a little bit more of that bench unit is, you know, one of my only real negatives of this game and, you know, the minutes distribution, but you know, uh, let's, you know, it's still a good win, and a win's always a win. I can never truly complain about that. Um, you know, positives. Fox, as we continue to find out, he is the star. He is the leader of this team, and he is the engine that kind of gets the Kings going. Like he was our kind of our clutch scorer down the stretch. He had multiple step back mid range jump shots. I really like that jump shot. Uh, he was three for seven from three. I think that's too many attempts. Although he wasn't bad from three. Like he didn't take any bad. He didn't take that many bad threes. He did take some bad ones, but like didn't take that many. And you know, I don't like it when he settles for those. I I want them to always attack before set, uh, shooting a three, unless it's a spot up three. But you know, he showed you know his cojones and just 
um, hit clutch jumper after clutch jumper to kind of keep the keep like a slight lead up until that stretch by Rashawn. And yeah, he is the star. And speaking of Rashawn, he was amazing this game. He made, he had two crucial blocks that again keyed that sep- keyed that run towards the end of the fourth that basically got the Kings separation and they never looked back. Like he he is he is the defensive anchor. And when he has games like this, it's he Kings just have a will are more than likely to win. And you know it's a lot to ask for from him, but. That's what he's going to have to do if the Kings are ever going to get back into the win column. He even had a banked in three. Like, I think it could be a thing just because teams don't know he can, like, he, teams don't defend him out there, and rightfully so. He's not shooting well from three. Let me check. This is his second three this year. So let me check. He is shooting only only 16% from three this year. So they really shouldn't guard him out there regardless, but he had a banked in three at the end of the shot clock. Tyree seemed to just kind of, I don't even know if it was a drawn up play. It might've been the drawn up play, but like, you know, like teams don't defend him out there and he, we can, t- Kings can take advantage of that. Like his, his form isn't the greatest. It's not the prettiest thing in the world, but it's nothing like fundamentally wrong with it. I don't think. So, you know, maybe maybe one three a game isn't the worst idea. So, yeah, he again, but he was great this game, especially down the stretch on defense. Like, and he had 20 points or no, 25 points, uh, 12 free throws. Like, that is insanity. <laughs> he actually had more free throws than the entire Celtics team. And I'll talk about that in a bit, but like, my God, like he basically this game we he you know like we ran a lot of pick and roll and we got it to him on the roll and he finished uh or like drew fouls and it was great and he was fighting for offensive rebounds too he had four this game overall probably one of the best Rashawn games we've had since that probably winning sh- that kind of seven out of nine winning streak that we went on like yeah it's i mean i i don't want to trade him like I think I think it's safe to say he he can be part of this core, even though he is on the older side. I believe he's twenty six this year or twenty seven. But like you know, he like him being the defensive anchor for this team isn't the worst idea. Like of course the Kings have the worst defense in the league, but I think that's more because of playing Buddy and Marvin too much. You know when Marvin was healthy, like one man can't you know do can't like anchor the defense. You know anchor a good defense unless you're like Rudy Gobert or something. So like, I think just having him as a center is fine for the most part, except like when you go up against the Joel Embiid's of the world, uh, Jokic's of the world. And though there aren't that many of those in the league anymore. So that, you know, good, good for us, but you know, I want to keep him as the core piece. Uh, and I, even though he's probably the best trade ship that the Kings have other than Barnes, but like Barnes is on a bigger contract. Rashad is on a very, team-friendly contract and also you have to kind of take into kind of account like the danger of him leaving in free agency because we don't we don't have his bird rights i don't think so basically you can't we can't really pay him over a certain amount and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting what happens at the trade deadline i hope we don't trade him and i hope he stays with the kings because this city loves him the team loves him you know and he he can really be you know, a piece of a great defense, the anchor of a great defense. Once we kind of figure out like the other players and on the perimeter and, you know, we could add maybe another kind of like defensive four next to him as well. Uh, what's what else? Um, 
Yep. So basically, that's all I have. Um, oh yeah, I forgot to mention Celtics only shot seven free throws this game and made six, but like only seven free throws, and that was the d- difference in the game because we had twenty six and we made twenty one. And uh, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with this Celtics team. It just seems like they're just off and like they're just free falling right now. I, I don't know what the issue is. And uh, yeah, well, overall, <laughs> again, good. Good win for the Kings, and it's their first win in Boston since 2007. That's that's insane. Okay, uh, before we get into Sixers game, uh, I found a video about um, a cat named Ollie. Uh, he's basically this kind of brownish with some white spots on his body, kind of this cat that followed this girl home. And the girl really liked this cat. It's like one of the nicest cats she's ever met. And uh, yeah, you know, he's this fluffy little fur ball, like, you know, just, you know, sitting on her lap and, you know, just being a cat. And it, it's probably one of my new favorite videos. I want to shout out the uh, person who posted this. Her channel is Navigating Life. And uh, yeah, the video is called Meet Ollie the Cat. And, uh, you know, me, I'm, I'm a pretty big cat person i'm also a really big dog person um and i've at one point in my life want to get a cat we shall see how that goes yeah um that's really going to be one of the main positive things i'm going to talk about this entire um review uh, at least for the sixers the first i recorded the celtics parts yesterday and that was a that was positive vibes all around that is not the case for tonight, unfortunately, and uh, I, I honestly want to avoid talking about the Kings because they just forced me to watch, uh, well, about 36 minutes of pretty pathetic basketball. Um, game just started out bad and it never got better. Um, Sixers opened with a 12-2 run, you know, keyed by two open threes, and yeah, it never, ever got better. Um, after a timeout, it got worse somehow, 12-25 to all of a sudden compounded by the fact that you know buddy throws the ball to danny green for a layup and it just was not going to be the king's night after that um let me look through my notes uh fox almost like got kicked out of this game because he was not getting calls this game it was a pretty brutal game for him and you know dare i say they put the they put the fox stopper on him you know matisse Thybul defended him very well tonight made him shoot what is it five for 14 if i remember right yeah five for 14 for 16 points did get not nine free throws only made six but like matisse Thybul is probably the best defender on fox in the league that i've seen thus far like you know fox will get by guys like at will sometimes but but like against Matisse, it he is just he's a straitjacket man. Like he just put, puts the clamps on him, and you know he never really gives up. And if somehow we can get Matisse Thybul, oh my god, I would love to get him. I d- I don't ever think we'll ever get him just because he's so valuable to the Sixers as that kind of secondary guard defender. Like they need they probably need him, man. You know, get, give up your hopes on getting him. There were a lot of people that were like saying trade Buddy for Thybul. Well, why would the Sixers ever do that? Like, sure, they they could always use some shooting, but Matisse adds so much defense that I just never see it happening. But uh, moving on, the first half was an absolute disaster for the Kings. Uh, shots, Sixers shot 61% from the field and 62% from three. It was absolute insanity. They just got buckets over buckets and more buckets. 
like Tobias Harris, like just scored over just about anyone other than Harrison Barnes because like we were running a switching scheme and he just got buckets over guys. Even like when we play good defense on him, he would hit him because he was just so in rhythm. And Tony Bradley, who? Like, I think he was from the Jazz last year, if I remember right. Some random, you know, random center that I've never heard of, like, just all gets buckets of his own. Like, all he ever did was just run down the court, get a smaller guy on him, and just lay it over and just lay it over him. That was all he did. And he managed to get, what, what, let me see, he managed to get uh, 14 points off of just that, basically. It was, it was a, it was a pathetic um, game from, from uh, the Kings, and they made me sit, sit through this garbage. Um, you know, the, not much positive from the game. Um, you know, it was nice to actually see Kyle Guy, Robert Woodard, and uh, who's Daquan Jeffries play. Um, although the only complaint I have there is that, you know, I wish, you know, they kind of played him a little earlier because the game was kind of over going into the fourth, and you might as well just, you know, have the – uh, essentially almost to dedicate the entire quarter or at least like nine minutes to them. I know we were making kind of a run in the fourth quarter, but like I never really believed, even though there, there's always that slight part of me that wants to believe, but let's be honest, they were never really going to come back. So yeah, um, that's all. I mean, that's really all I have to say about this game. Just a very bad game for the Kings and a very great game for the Sixers who are without Embiid, Curry, and Simmons. Like the Kings had a chance in this game, but like they, I've right out the gate, like they just did not show any defensive urgency, and it's been it's been kind of the calling card for the Kings. You know, just their defense, the communication just isn't crisp, the effort isn't there, and just there, there's just some off with it. It's like they made us look like the Boston Celtics, how we made the Boston Celtics look last night, and that's without their three like three starters and. Yeah, um, not much to really say. Well, not much else to really say about the game. Um, Buddy is kind of shooting better from three, so that's a good thing. But like, he was six for seven, and he ended up seven for thirteen. And, you know, I, I always just kind of harp on the fact that he, Buddy tends to kind of force shots, and he is more than likely to shoot you out of the game. Not that this game was his fault, but like, you know, it was just jarring watching him jack start jacking up threes. Uh, you know. At one point, like he was getting good open threes for much of the game, and all of a sudden just started jacking him because he felt a sense of urgency. And unfortunately, that's just not the way to go. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, that's basically all I have for the game. Um, I wish I could come to you with a you know better positive vibes and just maybe something to take away from it. But I honestly don't have anything to take away from it. And you know, now we're just kind of waiting for the trade deadline and see who's moved and. You know, if that brings about some sort of change, like, you know, if you're part of the tankathon, um, like, you know, like you, you lose this game, you know, we get closer to fading for Cade. I, I think what is the uh, is the saying? Um, yeah, um, Sixers are, a, the, the, although this version of the Sixers is not a more talented team. They just simply played harder and they got and, you know, it was kind of a kind of just a, a sign of better coaching, you know, from doc like he got his guys like you know you know in his spots like tobias harris like he like they cleared the floor for him like after he got a switch and you know he's not really like a star per se but like if you put him in the right positions to score he can go get buckets and that's what they that's what he did 
And, you know, like Danny Green played really well and like all the other like role players, as I mentioned, Tony Bradley, like he played well, like these guys were just put in positions to score a lot better than the Kings were. And that's a sign of good coaching. I mean, again, I'm not, you know, I I don't want to be like part of team like Luke, but like, you know, Luke is, I've never thought he was a bad coach per se, but like this kind of game shows you what a good coach, I guess it looks like. You know, a, a team that's completely depleted and, you know, has an excuse if they were to lose the king to the Kings, like, you know, a built-in excuse to say, like, well, we were shorthanded, but instead they just, you know, did their thing, like got the got their guys in positions to score and just didn't complain about it and never looked back. So that's a sign of good coaching. I just, I wish Luke would do something like that. I don't know what it is on this Kings team that he could turn to, but like I just, you know, part of me just wants to see more bench play. Like, you know, seeing Justin James, although he didn't really do much this game, but like, you know, he's a ball of energy and like he's out there trying, at least playing hard. And that's that's really all I ask for from, you know, a guy like Justin James. Maybe we could sneak in like some Daquan Jeffries and like Kyle Guy and even Robert Woodard. Robert Woodard played this game. I mean, we sneak those guys in for a few minutes just to give, give the team a little different look, a different type of energy. You know, like that's a sign of good coaching. And hopefully, you know, Luke does turn to the squad a little bit more because, you know, you want to at least see what you got there. And I know like, you know, um, what's called Woodard's a rookie and uh, Jemais Ramsey's also a rookie. But like Kyle Guy and Justin James, they've this is their second year. Like maybe see what you got in them, you know. And Daquan is like a veteran in the G League. Like he's a bit on the older side and, you know, he knows how to play basketball. So, you know, just put those guys in and just see what you got. Like, you know, do your, do your thing, Luke. I want to, I want to be able to defend you (laughs) because right now it's kind of tough. And uh, yeah, again, a very bad game for the Sixers and thank God it's over. And uh, you know, if you're a cat person, I recommend, uh, you know, looking at that cat video because it it gave me a tingly feeling during halftime when I was pretty damn pissed. (laughs) I'm just watching this damn team. I, I promised myself that I wouldn't get pissed is that watching the Kings, but boy, sometimes they, they get you sometimes just for just how pathetic like their efforts are. Okay. Well, sorry for this kind of rambly kind of negative uh, review of the 76er game, but it is what it is sometimes. Um, next episode will probably be on Monday after the Cleveland game. Thank you.